0: Um. What's the Bambino? That's our boat. The Bambino, it's our boat.
1: Oh, I forgot we named that. (laughs) That's where the deers. What happened?
0: How come there's so many people who don't remember anything from yesterday? It was just a couple hours ago.
1: Some people drank a lot of wine. And some people drank a lot of whatever Emily drank. Margarita.
0: And some people drank a lot of water. Don't just discount. Me?
1: Yeah, but your memory is doing better than the rest of ours, I think.
0: Every once in a while. Under the blazing sun in the Lopetian desert lies the proud city of Monsamalut. The hard-working denizens of this mercantile capital live honest lives. But when the sun goes down, there's another face to this metropolis. The zookeeper is the head of a vast criminal network that controls trade just out of view of the law. This is the story of three aspiring members of That Thieves Guild. Mystery Tour is a 5th edition D&D actual play podcast about a band of bards out on tour. But today we're playing Burglar Mystery Tour, an actual play podcast about a band of thieves robbing fools. My name's Brayton, and I'll be your DM.
2: Hi, I'm Emily, and I'm playing Jaxo Gix. He is a kobold. He's an ex-pirate. He's got orange scales and a yellow belly. But that doesn't mean he's scared and nothing. And he's a little guy, like like three feet tall, and he's got a sick tattoo. And it does magical things if he touches it, I think, but I can't remember, so
1: we'll find out. Hey there, Hap here, the most handsome, charming, and talented thief of the bunch, being played by Nora. Hap is a mark of finding human with a secret past, a penchant for houseplants, and a startling aversion to other people. His blonde hair, blue eyes, and strange accent tend to make him stand out in a crowd.
0: And I'm Ed, and I'm playing Drell Griefstroke, a human warlock who follows the patron, the darkness within. He likes things that are dark, and he's angry. Last time on Burglar Mystery Tour... The gang broke into a dwarven hold to steal a few Sklar and power cores, but found themselves in a combat with some Darrow, who were also trying to steal the power cores. After besting the Darrow, 5108-3605 loaded up the stolen goods and set off on their way. We join them as they try to make their way back into this race to save their ship from destruction. This is Burglar Mystery Tour. So you guys get those three cores back on the ship. We got all six of them. You got all six of them? We took two trips. I thought about this. What if those guys only wanted like two? We could have both had what we wanted and not been murder hobos. Well, you did try to talk to him and he stabbed you with a knife. But maybe he just hates that someone would imply that he has a boss. Maybe if someone listened very carefully to the exact words you said... He thought that you thought that he was working for a dwarf and he knew he wasn't. So he. No, I know what you were trying to convey to me. But like, what if I was mistaken? And what if you were mistaken? Yeah.
1: And there were a lot of mistakes,
0: you know? Yeah, we'll never know, really. There's no way to know what he thought or meant until we listen to the Dungeon Master interview. Because we sign up to be a patron.
1: All right. So we have six power cores. How's the boat looking with six power cores on it?
0: It looks good. It's glowing a little bit. A little glowy.
1: Okay. Um,
2: If I put my cloak over it, does it stop the light? Yes. Do we need to hide these? Probably.
1: Probably. Might not be very smart to have some glowing evidence following us everywhere we go on the race route. So we get rid of them.
2: I'm going to start getting ready to take us on our boat out of here. If you guys, you know, get
1: those hidden somehow. Okay. I'm going to hide the power cords real good. Put the seat cushions on it and stuff. Is that a skill? Is hiding stuff a skill? It's like called slate stealth. Of band.
0: Yeah, it's just part of the stealth, stealth skill.
1: Four objects? Oh, yeah. 26 for hiding stuff. How are you hiding them? Uh, I'm going to try and find some kind of like corners to tuck them into. And also I'm going to put the cloak over top of them.
0: All right. Sounds good. Are you paying careful attention to make sure that their weight is evenly distributed on the boat? Or is it all like in the back corner?
1: I mean, I don't know anything about boats. So I, unless Jax is supervising, probably
0: not. Okay. It's time to move out. So you guys throw the six power cores on. You throw three on. You run back in, grab three more. Run back out, throw them onto the boat. Is there anything else sitting around in the room that looked interesting? Like maybe some nomenclature or a
2: nomenclature. Map.
0: So it's like a workshop, but uh, like there doesn't seem to be anything particularly special. Uh, if there's anything you can think you might find in a workshop that you're interested in, maybe that's there. Like a
1: sweet hammer, pliers, some moving blankets,
0: or some sweet schematics to something interesting. Uh, yeah, there's some schematics. Are you good at reading schematics? No, but maybe we can sell them to someone that needs to know the dwarven secrets. Yeah. Go ahead. If you want, you can grab them. We steal them. As long as we don't get incriminated with them. But as long as we have these power cores, it's pretty incriminating. So we'll just hide them in the same place we hid the power cores. You know.
1: They're certainly a lot lighter than these here power cores.
0: Unless you guys are afraid that someone's going to be like, anyone can have these power cores, but you have specifically, you know, paperwork from the Dwarven Workshop. So that is incriminating. But if you aren't afraid of that, then let's just take it.
2: I'm not afraid. I think we got to get out of here. So just be quick, okay? are going to lose some race, and then they're going to destroy our boat. We're going to get yelled at. Got to get back on the racetrack. We take off.
0: Who's at the helm? Who's at the rudder?
2: Uh, duh.
0: Me. Me who? Jaxo. All right, Jaxo. Roll a vehicle check.
2: Dexterity, you say? Sure. I got a natural one. So, eight.
0: Uh-oh. That ain't good.
2: It's because it's too
1: heavy, guys. Because I didn't balance those power cores correctly. <laughs> Throw them overboard. We gotta get out of here.
0: You unfurl the sail in the windy tunnel and the ship starts careening to the side and you can't figure out why. And slowly you realize that it's because all the weight's out of balance in the one corner.
2: Fix it, guys! And I run back to those and I start to shuffle them around.
1: Okay, I help. I put stuff where Jaxo tells me to put it. And now it's
2: balanced and everything's good. I'm gonna try again.
0: Okay, you don't have to roll again. I've been using these DCs to just adjust the ranking that you are in the race. As long as we destroy one more boat, I think we're good, because I think we already killed two boats.
2: We gotta! All
0: right, now that you've redistributed the weight, you start moving a lot faster, and you're picking up speed, and you're flying out of this tunnel.
1: What's our max speed with six power
0: cores on board? Oh, oh, Like, real fast.
1: Okay, yeah, I was just curious if we were noticing a noticeable difference in our speed because of the weight
0: yeah um it feels a little sluggish but not not crazy
1: just like whenever you fill your car with people and normally you drive it with just one person and then you're like wow this drives way differently when it has five people in it instead of one
0: Yeah, think about it this way. Each one of those is only 100 pounds. It's like similar to having like three extra people. That one team has eight people on it.
2: Idiots. Yeah, but do they have like a big, big engine instead of having
1: sails? They
0: have sails.
1: You can't have a powerboat slash sailboat racing
0: competition. Yeah, that one is powered. The stupid dwarf boat. They're cheaters. We gotta hit
2: them hard.
0: Yeah, but to be fair, it is ironclad. So it's heavier.
1: All right, so we go. Full steam ahead.
0: Full Flash steam? Wind. Full wind ahead? Yeah. More like it. You tear out of the back side of the cave on the eastern side of this natural cave system out into the, um, I was going to say into the bright day, but it's twilight now. It's much darker. And you see coming out of another cave, probably like 100 feet from you, but kind of laterally to your right, you see... A limping along ship with bear, bear, and bear on it. It's all crunched up in the front, and it looks like it is having a bad time.
2: Is that the one that we threw an elephant
1: at or whatever?
0: No. That's the Sturge. Bear, bear, and bear is the one that you guys cast that hideous, slobbering darkness on.
1: That makes all those weird <laughs> mouth noises.
0: Yeah.
2: All right, we keep going. Forward ahead. Ahoy! I holler across the... The land.
0: So you go for a while. You're cutting south. You're getting closer and closer to Bear, Bear, and Bear. And you see behind them, coming out of that same cave, not too far back, is Rat Snake coming out. And they're all, like, cheering. And it looks like they're a little bit too focused on playing loud music and, like, holding their beers up and, like, cheersing each other from, like, across. Like, you know, it's not a cheers, but, like, if you stand across the deck from somebody and you hold your beer up to acknowledge it's like rock and roll is where it's at.
2: Oh, I hold up my little canteen to them. But then I don't, like, not steer the ship well. I, like, mostly
1: focus on the ship.
0: Wasn't Ratsnake last place? Yeah, they used to be. Oh my! Not
1: anymore. How the tables have turned.
0: How do we find out what place we're in now? Because we don't know how many people passed us in the past. But if Bear Bear and Bear's here. Yeah, and you know they wrecked into a thing so all right so you guys can either catch up to bear bear and bear or you can hold back and interact with rat snake it's up to you or neither and just push on i think we just go fast and try to catch it to whoever's in front of bear bear and bear
2: Ah, uh, yeah i go i gun it
0: if bear bear and bear is struggling then we can definitely get in front of them oh wait but that's only that was one of the ones i was counting as dead so that's only puts us in third third worst at best all right there's still two behind us for sure though if we pass bear bear and bear All right, this is a long stretch where you're going down to that billabong. So you're going way down the river. You cut south at some point. You come across all these sandy foothills area. And eventually, you're back on the river out of the eastern side of the city. Then you're just going down this meandering river. Go ahead and make another vehicle check that will encompass all of your vehicle movement down to the drop-off point.
2: Fourteen.
0: You mean the pickup point? Yeah, it's the pickup point for the guild and the drop-off point for you guys. Oh, I thought you meant where we got the bags. We're dropping the power cores off before we get the bags of rice. Yeah, let me step back a little bit. The plan, according to what Greg's told you he thought should happen, is you drop the power cores off first. At the quote-unquote billabong. At the quote-unquote billabong, which is actually just a wide meander. Well, maybe it is a billabong and it's just like a, like maybe a little by this skip point. away from the river.
1: Uh, It's not going to become a billabong unless a flood happens. Maybe a flood's going to happen. Stop thinking so positively.
0: That might be the most common way that a billabong is formed. What about man-made interventionary billabong creation tactics? Yeah, what about that, Emily? Stick that in your lexicon and smoke it. 14. All right, you guys, during this stretch, you pass bear, bear, and bear.
1: Hap hi do you, you have any healing spells you can give yourself to make yourself better? I sure don't. I consider myself an uneducated man for good reason and I ain't never learned none of that healing crap. Alright, I cast healing spirit and this time I make it look like um a
2: Gila monster. I like that. That's my favorite one. Um and it's gonna hang out with you and you could just like walk into it. Up to oh, three times. All right. <laughs> Is
1: that kinda like wear our boat down some more?
0: I mean, technically, yeah, but not much.
1: Is it a spiritual healer monster that's not really there?
0: It's really there. It's just spiritual.
1: It's called a healing spirit.
0: It's a fey, isn't it?
1: Um, It can look like a
2: transparent beast or fey. Oh. It's intangible.
1: What? I was actually going to ask Brayton if I could take a short rest, but I don't know how long we're going to be on this stretch.
0: Yeah, I was just about to say how long we're going to be on the stretch, because if I take a little nappy poo, I get some spells back. Here's the thing I think. I think that you're going to be on this stretch for quite a ways. Conceivably, it's going to be long enough for a short rest, except for I feel like you can't rest because of the adrenaline and the excitement of the race. Yeah, what if we don't care about the race, though? So I think that maybe you can rest, but there's no way that you can be helpful to Jaxo, but you didn't help anyway on that role. Yeah,
2: and I... I'm really good at ship sailing. I got 14 all by myself. I could do this. You guys take a rest. Take a rest. I didn't cast any spells. Go for it.
0: All right, against my better judgment, I'll say you guys can take a short rest except for Jaxo who's busy steering the ship. So now I'll drive it and you can take a rest and I'm sure I won't wreck.
2: Um, okay. Everything's fine. Keep resting. We go forth.
0: I'm going to use all my head dice and get my spell back. Yeah, why not, right?
2: Hey there, it's the mid-reel, it's Emily, and I'm here to tell you some things about what's happening in this story arc. Well, maybe not giving away any secrets or anything like that, but to tell you about the music at the end because it is another cover, because we are not bards, we are burglars. So they will be performed, all the songs I think, uh, maybe I'm wrong, Brayton's the mastermind here, uh, but all the songs will be performed by the Night Nashers, which is a fictitious band in this world. Um, and this one is by Loot the Body, and they're uh, pretty psychedelic 60s style music that's about D&D characters and D&D monsters, and I, there's this song about a flumph. Um, it's pretty rad, and so if you're into that sort of thing, you should definitely check out their music. On Bandcamp or on Spotify. Um, it's it's great. So, this one is Cotton Gelatinous Cube, and we're covering it in a different style. So, it's not so 60s psychedelic, even though it's pretty perfect as it is. Uh, we changed it up a little bit. So, there's that. And then the other thing, I guess the other big news is we made it to 20 patrons, which means we hit our goal of 20. And we are sending out Bardic Mystery Tour buttons to all of our patrons. Um, So if you are a wonderful, supportive patron, you will get a pack of buttons in the mail. Looking forward to that in the... the near future, I think the envelopes are coming Wednesday. So they'll probably get sent out this week or this weekend. Um, So look for them in your mailbox. There will be an antler mayhem one. There will be a dream lancer one, and there will be a bardic mystery tour one. We've also got postcards in the works for this story arc. Those will be coming around um, probably a little bit sooner, but who knows? Life's a little crazy. So hope you're hanging in there. Uh, It's been a wild ride in the world lately. I hope that you and your loved ones are safe. And um, thanks for listening to our podcast. All right. Take care.
0: Are you guys, uh, you guys did your short rest?
1: Yep. Took a little snooze
0: on the boat. Well, during the time that two of the members of Soggy Boys. Soggy boys. I didn't want to out it, you know? Oh, uh, oh. Yeah, yeah. You mean 5108-3605. While two of the members take it easy, Jaxo Gix presses on and over the course of this leg of the race passes up Bear, Bear, and Bear, who seem to be going very slowly due to a highly damaged front prow that's digging into the water.
2: Might you say, very slowly?
0: Yeah, they're barely moving. You're coming up on the backside of a very stout and hardy-looking tugboat, where the people on it are all wearing minor helmets and bright yellow raincoats. Nice. And it seems like they're blowing some sort of whistle too often for no reason. Is this after the rest were coming up on them? It's like kind of during the whole time. You're, you've are you been gaining on them slowly over a long period. Okay. And you can see the landmarks that you're supposed to look out for for your drop point, which is. A single tree on the left of the river beside two boulders, one of which is twice the size by radius of the other one. And so it looks like that's what you're looking for. And that's on the other side of tugs. You might be able to catch up to tugs right before then or you can just coast in behind them. And behind you rat snake is you can see them behind you but they're not very close. They're like way off in the distance. You pull into this meander, which is not a billabong, but is really similar to a billabong. If we're here for too long, it might become a billabong.
2: Wait, I don't I have to decide if I'm going in front of them or behind them? Oh, yep. Or should I just roll, and then can we'll know. We, Can we
1: pull alongside them?
0: And board them? So the thing is, I feel like you could mess with them, but since you're at the rudder and two of you are taking breaks feel like it would have been hard to mess with them during that stage of the race, unless you wanted to ram them.
2: No, I don't want to ram them, but I think that I should know if I go in front of them and cut them off like a jerk on the freeway or if I, like, sweep behind
0: them to get over, you know? Yeah, you're not—it's going to be hard to get in front of them and cut them off.
2: Okay, then I just go behind them. I'm sorry. I head us over to the right side by the boulder and the smaller boulder.
0: Everybody make a perception check.
1: Thirteen.
0: Thirteen. Sixteen. All right, you all see a familiar face. Oh, there must be a wizard nearby if there's a familiar here. Poking his head out between the two boulders, you see, um...
1: Was it Griggs? Did he come himself?
0: No. No, what's that kid's name? Philip. Phil- Philamander.
1: Filibuster.
0: No, good guess.
1: Philo Doe.
0: What's, it, what's Thumbneck's first name? Gordon. You see Gordon Thumbneck. Waving over to you guys hey, going between the boulders.
1: I wave well, a little fast waves. Hey. I nudge Drell and I say, hey, man, maybe we should keep it down. We, we need to to go down sneaky like, right?
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I meant, uh, there's out here. He motions for you to pull the boat up next to him. Do you stop there by him?
1: Yeah,
2: for sure. Do I need to roll to see if I can stop?
0: You want me to hit the button?
2: Yeah, hit it. Ready?
0: Ready? Go. Yeah, if we're in the river with the skis down, it's stupid. I'm gonna slam that button. Eleven. Were the skis still down in the river the whole time? Yeah. No wonder you didn't catch up to Tugs. Maybe. Wait. You know those speedboats that have those things on them? So when you get going fast enough, you get less friction with the water because it lifts you up out of the water. Mm-hmm. Maybe we we're doing that with those skis.
2: Yeah, that's definitely what we were doing. That's why we made so much headway. So anyway, we
1: pull over and we're like, "Hey, what's up, man?"
0: He's like, "You got those cores?"
1: Oh yeah. Yeah, I start offloading them.
0: Toss them down here.
1: Are are they safe to be tossed? If their power core is like, could they be like explosive?
0: I don't know. He shrugs. We got six of them, bro.
1: I toss them gently underhand like a softball.
0: All right. Another person comes out from between the boulders too. This is a small gnome wearing heavy plate armor, but he's moving surprisingly quickly.
2: Does he clang? Like clang, clang, clang.
0: Not as much as you would think. Is it a Darrow in disguise? Is it the person we just fought? So he doesn't touch his face. The face shield on his plate armor just lifts up on its own. And you can see your acquaintance, Photon Fazzle, the gnome artificer. He's like, hey, guys. Oh, hey. (laughs) I'm here to help toss those power cores down. So you guys roll some strength athletics checks to see how quickly you can toss the power cores down.
1: 14. Not tough. Ooh, 14. Emily and I are on the same wavelength for rolls today.
0: 12. All right. Yeah, that's pretty good. You toss all six power cores down to them, and they start rushing them back over to the boulders, and you see Photon touches the bigger boulder, and the top of it swings open like a secret compartment, and he starts stashing them inside of this cavity inside the boulder. Sick. And then Gordon Thumbneck says, you guys really done the guild proud. All right, Thanks.
2: you have that. uh, We gotta get that hay or whatever it is. You have a corn or something?
0: What? No, that's in the next. What?
2: Don't we need corn? Isn't that the next step?
0: That's the next step, not this step.
2: That's not right now. No. This is the thief step. All right, hit the button. Bye. And I like run to the rudder and I start to go.
0: Wait, tell Gregs there was a pack of rabid Darrow that were trying to steal our power cores. You want okay. me to tell him
2: that? You no. tell him.
0: Uh- He's not here. I'm telling Gordon.
2: I'm just making sure that we're all on the same page. Are you ready to hit the button? Let's go. Let's go.
0: Jack, so Gordon and I go way back. One,
2: two, three.
0: Smash that subscribe button.
2: 26.
0: Nine. It's okay because we don't really want the skis back out. <laughs> Gordon tosses three bottles of beer up onto your deck as you guys catch the wind, unfurl the oh, sail, sweet. and start taking off. And they smash Thanks, Gordon. I'll see you back at the gallows nest. That's Basket. a good point. Do you want to try to catch them? Because they might break. Yeah,
2: I'm going to catch one. What is that, athletics?
0: No, make a dexterity save.
2: 17. 6. 19.
0: A sad day for Drell Griefstroke, As at his feet lies a shattered bottle of one of his favorite beers. Because his good friend, Gordon Thumbneck, knew... It was Jell's favorite, so we got three bottles of that. I'm so mad at myself right now.
2: It's okay. I'm a lightweight. You can have some of mine. I'm so
0: mad I might push one of these other buttons.
1: I drive. I drive.
0: The Bambi Note takes off down the river.
1: I uh, want to go up to Jaxo while he's steering down the river and, and give him a little nudge and say, Hey there, Jaxo. I think that we need to take out at least one more of these ships. I think maybe we should try and pull it On alongside. A yeah. Yeah. Exactly. We need to pull up alongside them and then I can board it and maybe like slash their sails into pieces.
0: Wild. Or I can cast that Hunger of Hadar right on their deck and just ride Ooh. next to them until they wreck.
1: That's also a solution right there. I'm fine with either of those. Okay, just don't hurt the people,
0: you know? All right, right, we'll go ahead and make a vehicle check, Jaxo.
1: Do I have help? Nope. I don't know nothing about boats. I can't help for shit.
0: I guess not. Yeah, I guess not, man.
1: 14!
0: Okay, you think you're doing a fine job, but uh, the best you do is you can pull up close to tugs again. You're getting up close behind them. Oh, good. That's one of the smaller boats, too, so I can definitely get the whole boat in the hunger. (laughs) I imagine
1: that whenever we dropped off the power cores, it's like in NASCAR whenever you go to get your wheels changed, and it's just like a real quick stop, and then you're right back on the road again.
0: That's how I imagine it as well. That was why you rolled, because if you guys failed at picking up the cores, it was going to cost you more time. Let me uh, roll for the other contestants. Okay. So, due to the machinations of the race, in this time that you were catching back up, you passed Tugs, and you're coming up on the back of the Bone Riders. So you can mess with either one if you want to mess with Tugs earlier or Bone Riders later, but... After this point, you're gonna be within sight of that tower, so you gotta make a move now if you wanna mess with somebody. Do we get the front one and hope the back one wrecks into it? Well, how big is the Bone Rider ship? Do I think that a 20-foot radius sphere will cover the entirety of where the deck is? Or at least where they steer it from. Um yeah, most of the ships are similar size. And so like maybe the very tip of the prow and the very aft part of the boat will be sticking out. Of that radius if you cast it, like, on the mast. Because I can also cast, like, five or ten feet up the mast so that we get more of the people-sized area. What do you guys think? Get this front guy?
1: Yeah, I think that that's a smart idea. Maybe we can pull, like, alongside the boat behind, too, to try like, kind of box them in.
0: Is there ever a point in time when, like, we're a little bit past bone riders and tugs are close to them? And then we can hit one and then they just... Nope, because you pass Tugs and you're just going faster than them by a fair amount. I mean, they're not super far away, but like the race spreads out more as time passes. And Tugs is like 200 feet back. You can see their headlamps, but you can't really see them because they're not that close to you when you're near the bone riders. The other thing we can do is not like screw with anyone and just go win the race and then we don't flag suspicion on us, but that's not cool.
1: We totally need to mess with somebody.
0: All right.
2: I'm just going to keep steering the ship and just keep on steering the ship, you know? You decide what you want to do. I'm going forward.
0: All right. I'm going to hit the bone riders with the hunger of Hadar. And you're casting it on them. I'm going to hit as much of the boat as I can. And it's like on a stationary point, but it's like the stationary point that you're pointing at is on the boat. Yeah. I think it's just there. I think that they just all start taking damage. I think you hear horrible screaming and wailing coming from that boat. From the milky, otherworldly tentacles. Yeah. People are screaming things like, Oh, God, I I just wanted to have fun and play a race. There is no God in there. Only Hadar.
1: Their team name was the Bone Riders, and they did have like a full skeleton on the front of their ship. So, I mean, it seems like they were going for kind of a scary vibe.
0: Yeah, but they're just like guys that like to drive a boat. Yeah. They're not here to fight a warlock or anything. Um, roll damage is the cold and the acid damage, I think. 8 cold and 10 acid damage.
2: Yikes.
0: All right, it's very dark and you can't see, but you're getting close to that that darkness. Jackson, do you want to go around to to the right or to the left?
2: The left.
0: The left? Yeah. All right. The boat veers off to the left right in front of you. So roll a vehicle check so you don't run into it. 22. Luckily, Jaxo Gix is an expert rudderman and just slips around to the right side of this boat that creams off to the side. Well, this dark Arr. mass that creams off that you can barely see part of the boat sticking out of. It runs ashore, and then it topples over to the side. People are screaming and wailing. They don't know what's going on. And it's a horrible day for the Bone Riders. Oh, poor people, two teams down. Droverly really took a turn. In the last one, he was like sparing the dying on like guards that were just trying to do their job. And in this one, he found some like hobbyist boaters and just murdered them.
1: <laughs> mean.
0: To be fair, I didn't murder them. Hadar did that.
1: Yeah. And his hunger.
0: After the cold blooded acid murder. Of darkness. They probably all lived. The fair fauners, the heroes of this story, (laughs) (laughs) fly down the river, and you see the checkpoint tower with the grain coming up, and you're pulling up to it. Why don't you tell me how you want to approach it? There's clearly a spot you're supposed to pull up to, so the tower is built on the edge, like the riverbank, and there's clearly like a pier on the side of it that you're expected to pull up to.
1: Should I hit the button? Are there people at the pier or do we still have to like get off of the pier and then walk up to the tower?
0: There are some people with clipboards on the pier that look like race officials. They're wearing the official race t-shirt and you can see the goblin airs starting to move and take off with their skis down going over the sand up the riverbank. Oh, I should have used that hunger on the goblin airs. Luckily I have two more I can cast. I think since those
1: race officials are here we got to play this one by the book and just pull up to that there pier. Okay,
2: I pull up. I do it the right way. "Quote unquote right way."
1: I mean the wrong way would be fun, but
0: Okay. Are you going to like power slide up to the pier?
2: Oh yeah, we're going to do like a can we sick Tokyo drift move
1: again. And
2: yeah,
0: I hit slide the button? side
2: side slide.
0: I think you should roll a vehicle check. To see how close you are to the pier.
2: I'll help. Does that mean I roll with advantage?
0: Yeah, if you're getting help.
2: Okay, I didn't need any help. Because my second roll was real bad, so.
0: All right, what'd you get?
2: 26.
0: Jaxo Gix pulls a real Captain Ron move and swings the boat around like Tokyo Drift up to the dock. All of the race officials run to the other side of the dock, terrified. They think you're going to wreck into them. And I'm like, what?
2: We did it! Like, give us our stuff, right? Isn't that the next thing?
0: One courageous official pokes his head up and says, Uh, which team are you guys?
1: The feline the so- first fire, fun, fire. We're the, we're the fair fa- fawners. Felony.
0: No, no felony. Shh.
1: The fair fawners.
0: I, I see your name here. And he circles something on his clipboard and he says, Okay, you have to grab your grain from the top of the tower. Let's go. I run at the top speed I can run.
1: Yeah, I think all of us should run together. How many do we have to get?
0: There's three bags of grain. Okay,
1: yeah, we all go run.
0: They hundred pound bags of grain? Yeah, that's a big bag of grain, dude. they usually I come was in 50s. thinking about it. I thought that a hundred pound grain was like a normal bag of grain. I think fifty is a normal pound. I think fifty is normal.
2: Wait, I have a question. Do I know anything about this Coiling Grasp tattoo? Like, if I just, like, run up there by myself and collect them all with my Coiling Grasp tentacles and then run back alone, or no, it's not good at grabbing things.
0: I think that it can grab things. Is it strong enough to carry all those? I don't know. 100-pound bag of grain's normal. It's, like, torso-sized. Yeah, if you want to use your tattoo, I think it can be helpful for grabbing and carrying one of the bags. But I don't think it gives you the ability to be stronger.
2: Okay, then I'm not going to do it. I'm just going to run up with everybody.
0: Let's run.
1: Let's all run.
0: Okay. You guys sprint up the tower steps. It's like a 20-foot tower. At the top, there's a race official pointing at a stack of three bags for you.
1: Who gets there first?
0: Everybody roll athletics checks. 16.
1: 15. I got a natural 20. Nice.
0: Nice. What's that put your athletics check at, Hap? 20. So Hap gets up to the stairs first, sees this, the stack of things, grabs a bag. Oh, you guys all rolled really well. So you all just grab bags and run down the steps without incident, which is not very exciting.
1: On our way back down the stairs, I want to see if there's a place that I could easily put a rope trap, like a tripwire.
0: Uh, I mean, the, wow. yeah. Wow. There's a. There are officials outside of the tower, and there are officials at the top of the stairs, so you could probably do it.
1: Yeah, like halfway up the stairs. I want to put a trip wire.
0: It's going to take you like a little, like a little, at least a round. That's fine. Six whole seconds off of the race? I don't know, Nora. Are you going to pass your bag off to anybody else?
1: I was just going to put it down on the ground and then pick it back up. Okay. I don't know. I asked Drell, hey, Drell, can you carry this for me?
0: Hex, yeah. I take them both. Okay, what was yours? Did you get a 16? <laughs> Drell's uh, really slowed down. Have I? Wait, what do you roll to set up a rope trap? What is it? I that? don't know. Do you have a trap kit?
1: I have rope.
0: Well, why don't you roll a thieves' tools check? Eighteen. Okay, you set a tripwire for the next unfortunate soul trying to walk up and down the steps and not break their neck.
1: All right, and then I try to catch up with Drell and take my sack back so he can walk at a normal pace.
0: All right. Yep. Yep. You catch up with him. You grab your sack. I think you guys all just step back onto your boat without issue because you all rolled well with your athletics checks. Time to move on. Demi, hit the button. It's the boost.
2: Yeah, yeah, let's do it. Ready? Should I roll?
0: Yeah, roll a vehicle check. And you are right at the bank there.
2: And I'm getting help, right?
0: Doesn't sound like anybody's helping you. Bray, are you trying to tell me that this one button doesn't do multiple things because it should be the boost?
2: Isn't he literally helping me if he's doing a button?
0: No, he's pushing the button.
1: Okay, can I get some help? I'll help. I'll help. 17. I don't know what I do to help. I think I just stand there and look charming.
0: You give suggestions on how to steer. It's like backseat driving. It's good.
1: Mansplaining real hard.
0: Yeah, yeah. I got a 12 on buttoning. Yeah, I think you push the button fine. I think the boat just, you know, starts moving. It runs into the bank. It's a little steeper than you were hoping. And so it crawls up the edge. You guys kind of like rock back and forth, and then it gets up the bank, and then it starts going faster and faster and picks up speed. Oh, wait. We actually did want the skis down. Yeah. That's why I thought you pushed the button. Yeah. All right. You're nearing the end of the race. We go. This is the last leg of the race. What'd you roll? A 17?
1: Yeah. Jaxo is great at sailing. He's the
2: best character I ever did. Wow. Ever? Yeah.
0: All right. This is the leg of the race back to the city center over Dune and over Boone.
2: Over Dune and under Moon. I got your back.
0: Yeah, because it's moving along into the night. Do we see any other ships
1: around us now?
0: You sure do. You guys quickly catch up to the Goblin Airs and pass them. Do you want to mess with them?
1: Yeah, can we shoot another one of those balls at their ship?
0: Yeah, baby. You can try.
1: I want to do it.
0: All right, go ahead and make a touch attack with your bow. 23 to hit. You lob an arrow straight through the air. How far away are you when you shoot at them?
1: I assume if we're passing them, we get pretty close. The range on my short bow is 80 feet.
0: How close do you want to pass them by? Like 50? 50 feet? Yeah. All right, you pull up beside them. You launch a little fuzzball over onto them. Roll a d8. Five.
1: Funny to me that none of us wanted this bag of tricks, and now it's coming in real handy.
0: I don't know. What if it's something like a squirrel? It's not going to be it that still handy.
1: Will cause havoc. What if it's a rabid squirrel? That's not good. It'll steal all their nuts and then hide them.
0: You can see this team of eight gnomes with ta- like their ears are have points taped to them, and they have like really just dirty, filthy, caked-on clothing. And you see a giant goat grow on the deck of their ship. And they start scrambling around and go like, Oh god, <laughs> I don't know what to do with this. Well, you see one at the back says, Hold steady, friends. We must work together. You should have shot that guy. Guess so. Four of them coordinate and they press the goat into the corner of the boat. Two other ones run to the side of the boat and start ratcheting a crank. And you can see on the side of the ship. Little doors opening with two little cannons pointing out. My God, is it hunger of Hadar time again? And then the leader screams, return fire! Oh, shit. The cannons go off. Whoa, do I get to roll initiative and get them with this hunger of Hadar before they go off? Okay. Roll initiative.
1: I would also like to tell Jaxo that we need to evade. 15. 15. I got an 11. Evasion tactics! Do a zigzag!
0: You gotta stay within 100 feet of this boat until it's completely wrecked. You're caught off guard, and the goblin shoot first.
2: I try to dodge with a big ol' shippo.
0: Fire shoots out of these two cannons at your ship. 300 feet long. Jeez. Make a dexterity save for your ship, which is going to be a vehicle check. Me? Yes.
2: Do I have help?
0: No, no help.
2: 25.
0: Okay, Jaxo expertly. Dodges away from the fire cannon.
1: Yeah, he does.
0: So you only get singed by part of it. Ooh, ooh, So you're only gonna take half damage.
1: How many hit points does our boat have?
0: Go ahead and roll seven d12s plus forty.
1: Ninety-one hit points.
0: So the Bambi No has ninety-one hit points at the start of this. Wait, us a shitty boat, Grex. Great. He did say Greg. he
1: like got it like second hand.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. He probably got hit with one of these fire blasts before.
1: Yeah. Well, if he's going to give
2: it to his teammates, they're probably all dicks like we are.
0: Yeah, good point. Anyway, these gnomes are screwed because they pissed me off. Because uh, Hat pissed them off, so they're just going to get tentacled to death.
2: All right, I'm going to keep driving this ship. And you take 17
0: fire damage on your ship.
2: Ed, keep track of it.
0: Okay. Up next is Drell's turn. Does every five-foot section of the ship in the Hunger of Hadar take two die six acid damage? I don't think so, Bob. Okay, well, I'm just going to cast Hunger of Hadar right on this thing. I'm sick and tired of these dumb gnomes and their stupid cultural insensitivity. It's over. Do they get a save on that spell? Do they get a save? Well, they only take the cold when they move into it, and they only take the acid if they start their turn in it. So if they want, they can just jump off their moving ship, and they don't take any damage.
2: You got to holler, hope you can swim right before you cast this. Wait, aren't we on the land now?
0: Yeah, but it's thematic. So as long as the guy that wants to steer the boat and not wreck it is cool doing it in the dark covered in milky tentacles, then he can chill on there and not wreck the boat, and everyone that wants to die can stay on the boat. There's no save? Yeah, there's a dexterity save for the acid damage. But the darkness makes it really hard to steer a ship. Yeah, but they're just going to hold steady and keep going. Yeah, just keep it within keep us within 150 feet of them. Eventually the acid's gonna kill them, or they're gonna hit something that they should have steered around. Plus we're in like a dune sea right here, right? Yes. So like you have to steer a little bit to not hit like the tall parts of the dunes, or else you like hit funny angles and like tip your ship, right? Yeah, plus you might catch some air. Jack so what are you doing on your turn?
2: And then you gotta land well. So that's what I'm doing. I'm steering this ship. All right,
0: hap, what are you doing?
1: Nothing, I guess. I don't know.
0: All right. Hap's just chilling. On their turn, I just rolled a collective dexterity save for the crew of the Goblin Air. What's the saving throw for your Hunger of Hadar? 17. Well, lucky for me, that's exactly what I rolled. In your stupid face. That's fine. I mostly do it for the darkness and the creepiness. Well the way I said it made it sound like I used a DM fudge thing, but I definitely did not. And uh no matter what words I say, it sounds more and more like I'm making this up. Um and then they fire those cannons again. But they can't see us to target us. So they have to get disadvantage. They definitely are getting disadvantage. This time the cannon comes out. It's like so it's like two cannons, but they're like one cannon. You know what I mean? Sure. Jack so we should try to get like behind them because these things shoot out the sides of the boat, so
2: all right, I try to slow us down real fast.
0: Maybe on your next turn you can. Behind them, it sounds like we might hit them, but if we're in front of them or behind them, it's good. Did, so just- did
1: Jaxo get a turn?
0: Jaxo said he was just holding the boat steady and steering. You should have tried to go faster.
2: Oh, I didn't realize that was my turn, I guess.
0: This time, a poison spray shoots out of the side of the boat. Oh, because this is a saving throw thing, I'm just going to roll. I'm going to flip a coin on. Uh, evens, it hits you. On odds, it just goes the wrong direction. What? Why? Because they're blinded. And the poison spray just shoots behind your boat. And you're not in the cone at all of the spray. You lucky bastards.
2: Can they see us?
0: It does not seem that way. You can't see them.
2: Can we see the spray? The poison?
0: Yeah. Can we hear gross whispers? You can hear gross whispers and you hear like an aerated spray coming out of their cannon. And you can hear a lot of screaming and a lot of... What's the noise a goat makes?
1: It makes that screaming noise.
0: Yep, you hear that. You
1: scream, you know, like in that Taylor Swift song?
0: Yeah, the official version.
1: I was literally just about to ask you what was happening to the giant goat because I'm a little concerned about him.
0: He's terrified. (laughs) He's also like not even a real goat.
1: Yeah, but goats are cute.
0: He just goes away eventually.
2: His pupils aren't even rectangles.
0: Wow, fake goat? All right, that's the Goblin Air's turn. They're still going forward at full blast. Drill, you want to do anything else or you're just going to keep concentrating? Yeah, I'm fine with watching this happen. I think we should try to pull away from them a little bit. I have 150 foot reach on this thing and their cannons just only seem to be shooting around 30 feet from their boat. So we can... Wait, did you say 300 feet? Um, the fire jet went 300 feet, but the poison spray only went 60 feet. Oh, 300 feet is far. And dangerous. Yeah, right?
2: Do you want me to go forward, or do you want me to go, like, away from them?
0: I think we go forward and away from them.
2: Okay, I diagonal line us forward, but away from them.
0: It seems like they can't fire out the front of their ship.
2: Yeah, I go up forward. I try to get to the front corner of where they are.
0: All right, Jaxo, Gix, go ahead and roll a vehicle check to see if you can take them over.
1: You guys helping? I help so hard.
0: Okay, that'll be your turn.
2: Didn't really help. 25.
0: You start to get ahead of them. You're like kind of like catty corner from them. I'm going to say from this position, they could potentially still hit you with their side cannons. And if you pull ahead this much farther, then you're out of the danger zone. Nice. But you're not out of the bad water yet.
2: We aren't even in the real water yet. we're not in any water.
0: You're not out of... You're not out of the storm yet.
2: Yarrr!
0: They blast their cannon at you again. Another fire jet comes shooting out of the side of the ship, right towards your ship. They must have heard you guys doing farts or something. Yeah, don't be so loud, guys. You guys are louder than the freaking Milky Tentacle cries and screams somehow, jerks. Roll a vehicle check to see if you can save from this fire jet.
2: 25.
0: The fire jet licks around the edges of the ship, but the grain stays unburned, and you guys mostly survive, barely taking any damage at all. Nice. You take 14 damage to your ship. Jeez. The Bambi No is looking like it's had better days. Drill, it's your turn. I'm not going to keep just doing it. I think we're doing okay. I don't think we need to.
1: I think maybe we should pull away.
0: I mean, if you want me to start shooting arrows blindly into there, I can do that. But why, though? Sounds like it makes sense. All right, Jaxo.
1: I
2: keep going forward and to the left, but I try to keep us close enough that Drell can still do his magic.
0: Literally. Roll a vehicle check against me.
2: Fourteen.
0: All right. You pull ahead again because I rolled even worse than you. You're out in front of the ship. It doesn't seem like uh, they're going to be able to hit you from their side cannons anymore, and you're pulling away, and they start to drift off behind you. They hit the top of one of the dunes at kind of a weird angle, and it kind of jostles their ship, and they start to trail off behind you, and you pull ahead. Wait, are we sticking with them till they fully wreck, or are we just, uh...
2: I'm ready to just gun it and get out of here and leave them in the dust.
0: All right. It's ready to kill now. He's like, well, we started combat. We <laughs> well, I don't want us to get in trouble for doing like heinous How are they going to prove the, anything? I don't know. Acid burns all over their ship and they have a corroboration with like three other people that are like, yeah, every time this ship's around, there's this freaking hunger of Hadar tentacles that try to kill us. Sounds pretty damning.
1: We can just claim that we got attacked by hunger of Hadar too. Or we can claim that the Goblin attacked us first.
2: Hit us once with Hungers of Hater. We'll hold our oh, yeah.
0: Our ship's all burnt. Like, they clearly did it to us. Also, how do the rules of this race go? Like, are you not supposed to attack each other? Everyone has weapons on their ship. Like, it's, like, kind of allowed. It's, like, unspoken. It's like, um, in Speed Racer. Are you supposed to attack people? Not no. really. But, like, clearly the race organizers are incompetent because everybody's constantly attacking the Mach 5. And the Mach 5 like uses saw blades on other people's tires and stuff, which is 100% should be cheating. Which was like, quote unquote, not attacking them, but like, you're literally trying to kill this person right now. Yeah. So it's kind of like that. Plus, in the movie, they all had those like things for if, when your car wrecked because like, somehow my car wrecked. All right. Well, it's time to roll for the last leg of the race to see. What position you can get into. As soon as I get six seconds, I'm going to activate my wand and get one of my spell slots back. Can I do that right now? Yeah, you can do that now.
2: I push on. 17.
0: You're doing good work. So the way I had this structured, I was just going to have this be like five times that you do these race checks for fun. But as you're pulling into the city, it looks like you're neck and neck with the Sturge. But they're still alive? Yeah. All right, we're getting them with another fuzzball. They were doing really well since you guys wrecked them at the beginning. And since you're in fourth place right now, and I was going to pay out prizes for first, second, and third, I think that we should have you do a roll-off against them. Okay. Let's get them with another fuzzball.
1: It's all on Jackso. You going to help me?
0: You can help by shooting a fuzzball at them.
1: I'll shoot a fuzzball. And there's no officials yet that we can see, right?
0: Well, you're getting closer to the city at this point, and there's crowds are going to maybe be able to see if they're really perceptive. Like they can see the boats, but you're far out. Coming but this is like, what they are here to watch. The crowds that are this far out are here to watch all the stuff that is nefarious anyway.
1: I'm gonna chance it. Okay. 17 to hit.
0: That definitely makes it, it lands on their boat. Roll a D8 and see what it is. Four. A regular-sized goat grows out of the fuzzball. And it doesn't seem to be that much of a problem, really. One of the crew members of the Sturge dives on the goat and Bites into its neck suddenly, and the goat bleats out. Aww. We made them stronger. You're not supposed to
1: feed them, Hap. I got a 19 to steer. Do we win? I at least distracted them with the goat. Come on.
0: As they're distracted by the goat, you continue to pull it past them. You get in amongst the crowd into the city, pulling up neck and neck beside them. And right as you cross the finish line, the very prow of the Bambi no passes the Sturge on the front of the Sturge.
1: The crowd goes wild! Debbie, no!
0: We're going to tell them we were trying to help them out both times because we thought we could give them a goat that would help them. And the bear was an accident, and the goat was actually to help them.
2: And then we were like, sorry, here's our gift for apologies.
0: Who Do we see the boats in front of us? Do we see first and second place? Yeah, in first place, you see the craft. The iron sided ship. You son of a bitches, they cheated.
1: Yeah, we didn't. Uh, we didn't cheat at all uh, uh, in any way, shape, or form.
0: And in second place is the Ever Given. What? Just doing fine. Good. I'm not sure this is historically accurate. You wonder if the Evergiven ever really left at all.
1: Oh, maybe that's what happened.
0: We saw it in the Dwarven Tunnels.
1: Hey, we were third, the third team to start. Like, we were team number three, and we ended third. So I think that's kind of lucky.
2: And there are three of us, guys.
0: In fourth place is the Sturge, and then the Cave Fellows, then the 46ers, then Rat Snake pulls up, Bear, Bear, and Bear limping in front of Tugs, which... Is a little more, more beaten up than you remember last time you saw it. Then the Goblin Airs come in. Oh, they made it. And last, in real slow and easy feeling, is the Rainbow Runners. Looks like they've done a lot of beer bongs on the trip. No one ever hears from the Bone Riders again. Oh, no.
1: I'm surprised the 46ers didn't do better. They are like serious about this race. Oh, yeah. They probably just didn't cheat like the rest I'm of us. I'm not
0: surprised they didn't beat the team that cheated the craft. I'm not talking about you, wink, wink. You guys, as a formality, they weigh your boat to make sure that it's the same weight as before. And you pass, even though parts of it have burned off. So that doesn't make sense 100%. But like, yeah, oh, fine. You know, it's fine.
2: What's our prize? You yeah. know?
0: Sturge should be disqualified. They have an entire goat extra weight.
2: No, they ate no, no. that.
0: Not when they got to the, the scales, but on the ground near the scales, there's a goat carcass. Oh. There's a lot of water missing from it. Oh man, we should have put stuff on the boat when we left, ditched it, and then just had like weights sitting at the end, like right outside of the view that like someone just throws on our boat real quick to weigh in. That's probably what the craft did. It's probably no, that's probably what Evergiven did. Mayor Verisek stands up at the podium which is not levitating, in the old bazaar. The crowd is getting pretty drunk and pretty rowdy by this point and cheering. It's well into the nighttime, and he says, As mayor of this fair city of Monzamalut, I'd like to thank these fair and honorable racers. So you're not going to thank the craft? In first place, winning the grand prize, 5,000 gold pieces, is the craft. Some Woo! of the best dwarven engineers this city's ever seen. Ooh, and ooh, they ooh, uh, ooh. they get a big trophy and they're all cheering. In second place, the Ever Given. One of the least assuming crews anybody's ever seen in this twilight race. <laughs> Isn't it crewed by one person? Uh-huh. And he's confused. This <laughs> one distraught sailor who just looks defeated and upset shambles over and receives his prize of... 2,000 gold pieces.
2: Does he get into, like, a digger truck and drive away?
0: Uh, the mayor asks him if he'd like to say a few words, and he just shakes his head sadly, turns around, and walks back onto the Ever Given to live there for who knows how long until he's allowed back into his home country. And then Mayor Verisak says, and in third place, the Fair Fawners. And he calls you guys over and he says, your prize is 1,000 gold pieces. Yeah. Nice. He hands you guys a sack of gold pieces and a little trophy that's bronze. And he says, uh, let's have a moment of silence for the members of the brave crew of the Bone Rider. And the whole crowd is silent for like just a little bit. And then they start making noise before the mayor is done being silent. And then he says, okay, well, now it's time to celebrate.
1: And Wait, burn don't we two burn? ships. Yeah, we got to burn those ships. Yeah.
0: As soon as he says celebrate, the ship for the Goblin airs and the Rainbow Runners burst into flame. And the crowd goes wild. But the Rainbow Runners' like entire boat is made out of weed? Fireworks shoot off in the air. A big curtain lifts up on a makeshift stage that's been put up in the old bazaar. And your favorite rock and roll band starts playing. Hey everybody, we're the Night Nashers and this song is for Mon
2: I was looking for a fortune I was driven by my greed
0: The members of five one zero eight three six zero five 3605 party with the townsfolk for a few hours until the night becomes middle-aged. Then, just like good thieves, they retire back to the zoo and they go to the gallows basket. Is it called basket? They go to the gallows bucket where they're served drinks by Jackie.
2: That's my sister.
0: And they see... The band that just had played the Night Nashers. KG. Post show. Having some beers. In the gallows bucket is also your good friend, Griggs. And your good friend, Gordon Thumbneck. Along with your new friend. Well, I don't know if he's your friend. But he works for the guild in his name. Photon Fazzle. Oh, yeah.
2: Is he PHPH?
0: How'd you know?
1: PHPH PhD.
0: Greg says, oh, hey, guys, pull up a seat. And you guys really went above and beyond. You really crushed it out there.
1: Yeah, do you see how well we
2: maneuvered that ship? You say we, but it was a lot of me. I did a lot of it. We
1: were excellent racers.
0: Well, no one here is so vainglorious that they're going to assume all the credit. We are a team, and we all work together.
1: Yeah, we're a team, but
2: I did all this shipping, and you guys did all the uh, resting.
0: Alright, well whatever. Did you
2: see
1: how great we were at lifting up all those heavy things? Great. We did a great job on Very that. Very strong. Very strong.
0: And we gotta let's toast one to Hadar because That's right. without Hadar, this would have turned out differently.
2: Maybe we should also toast one of those
1: guys we had to fight. Nah.
0: Um, what's that? Greg says. Who'd you nothing, have to fight?
1: No- nothing, nothing. There-,
0: there was a bunch of Darrow.
1: Things that happen on the racetrack stay on the racetrack.
0: Well, one was possessed by a joint demon. There were Darrow on the racetrack?
1: In the Dwarven
0: lands, even.
2: Yeah, we went in that place to get those things that glow a little bit, and there was one in there. And then there was another one in there. And then there was another one in there.
0: Well, one had bad joints. That's totally unexpected.
2: I don't really know, but none of them were very good at hitting me. I'm not sure why. It might be because I'm so good at dodging.
0: I don't think they were supposed to be there either, so we can blame it on them if like any heat comes down. Didn't you say there was Darrow in the last place, too? No. Spider.
1: Spider guy.
0: Did you tell him about that last time? Probably.
1: Yeah,
2: we told him, and then we threw him down a cliff.
0: Weren't the Darrow employed by the Finn family? Or was there only a Darrow in that little cave? There's only a Darrow in that little cave. What were the guards in the center room of the warehouse? They were... Durgar. There's only one Darrow in the room with a spool. Yes, correct. Do we happen to notice them wearing any spools of green? Think back in your memory. Roll a memory perception check. Roll a memory perception check. 11.
1: 10. 19.
0: Hap seems to remember seeing that there was a necklace on the leader Darrow that was a green spool of thread.
1: I clearly remember that one that Darrow was wearing a a necklace that looked like that green
0: spool. Uh, I Gridge, saw. What it. are these? What are we using these cores for? We're just selling them. Yeah, we're using them for money, baby. We
2: got you six. Aren't you happy?
0: Yeah, we got an order. Uh someone that the zookeeper knows directly came to us looking to see if we could get a hold of them for a pretty penny. So they happen to be a gonna- Darrow. I don't know exactly because the zookeeper just told me we got an order. Might want to ask the zookeeper about it and then also ask them if they have a joint problem.
1: My question for you, Griggs, is uh, do we all get a promotion now? Do we get to be like a senior thievery team?
0: I thought we already were the senior thievery team. I Uh, think we
1: become even more senior because look at this great job that we just did. Third place in the race. Six power cores.
0: He says, yeah, sure, sure. You guys can be... uh What'd you say you want to be senior heist team? Sure. Five one oh eight three six oh five senior heist team.
1: I hope everybody looks at us with
0: more respect now. He looks a little distracted though, and he's looking into his beard. He says, You know, we haven't ever had problems. We've been running a lot of missions around this city for a long time. We've never come across any Darrow. That's something that people talk about in myths and stories. Yeah, well, how often do you go into the Dwarven mines or into the bizarre under caverns of the Finn family?
2: Yeah, and what other underground places are you going to send us to next time, you know?
0: We don't even know where that vault went. Is it even gettable to from outside or is it just like buried in some mountain somewhere? Yeah, the vault's buried in a mountain somewhere. You can get to it somewhere. It's connected to the Dwarven mines and the ancient mines, but um, yeah, you can't get directly outside from there. Because we know, because we had the map and we studied it. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I'll pass this on to the to the zookeeper and see if he has any insight about it. But it sounds like you guys did a good job. Sounds like we did a great job. Great yep. job. It sounds like you guys did a great job. Exceeds and I'm real proud
1: expectations. of you. The
2: double e soggy boys.
0: Your buddies were able to bring back three of those power cores and we're gonna head back out there tomorrow and pick up the other three so this is great work you've done the guild proud and you know i'll let you know because we're gonna have another job for you coming up pretty soon
2: oh, I, yeah. I need a yeah. little vacation for a minute and i light my pipe
0: well there were six months between the last one and this one so another heist has been successfully pulled off by the soggy boys the double
2: e soggy boys Needs Expectation.
1: The best thieves in the business. It's the Bardic Mystery Talk.
0: you pull a what's that movie called Captain Jack?
2: Sparrow? Maybe. Pirates I know
1: you're of the like Caribbean. About.
0: What move does he pull? That one time when the boat sinks and it's in like right next to the dock, which is like probably the most shallow part of the entire ocean, and the whole boat goes down till even the crow's nest is underwater. And you're like, how'd the boat go underwater that close to the shore?
1: Ports yeah. like ports, especially for large ships, do have to be pretty deep, um to be able to handle the keels and everything. So
0: ports yeah, can but not be deep fairly for deep. The boat to go so far underwater that even the crow's nest goes underwater. I don't know, Ed. Maybe that somebody swam down there and they put sandpaper on the bottom of the ocean floor so that maybe Adar was down sunk, there. It was getting boat. eaten away by the sandpaper. Did you ever think of that? Maybe there was a lot of very hungry algae. Maybe there
1: was a lot of really angry dolphins. I mean.
0: A beaver nest.
2: A narwhal nest. Because they can just keep poking holes like drilling if they spin fast enough with their tooth. Tusk.
0: Yeah, narwhals are known for eating wood. They are. (laughs) Well, in any case.
2: Carpenter narwhals.
0: Carpenter Carpenter narwhals. (laughs) This place is infested.